This is Amy Karakia and Kylie Grillo, and you're listening to Inside Ohio State SWE, the Steminist Podcast. Hi everyone, before we get started, we'd just like to put a disclaimer that none of us are financial experts, and we recognize that everyone's financial situation is different, and this is just a chat about our personal experiences, but we hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, today on the podcast, we are talking about financial wellness. That is our October slash November theme. Um, The definition of financial wellness is when a person is fully aware of their financial state and budgets, they save and manage finances in order to achieve their realistic goals. Today on the podcast, we have Kayla Seppold. She's a fifth year in ISE. She's our current suite treasurer. And then we also have Bridget Wad. She's a fifth year in mechanical engineering. And she was last year's treasurer. So we would just like to um, have you guys start off with introducing yourselves and your involvement in OSU Suite. I can start. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having um, us here today. I'm really excited to be here. I'm a big podcast gal, so I'm excited that I'll actually be able to like hear my voice on, on Spotify. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, as uh, Kylie mentioned, my name's Kayla Seppel. I am a fifth year in ISE. Um, I guess I can talk a little bit about how I chose ISE as my major. Um, and I will say that I was like known my freshman year for having changed my major like eight times. I don't know how many times it actually was, but I changed it a lot. I think before I even came to college, I changed my major several times. I think I applied as like neuroscience. I was pharmacy at one point, really didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be in the medical field. Um, And then at one point I changed my major to, I started to realize how much more I like enjoyed my math classes than my specifically chemistry classes. Um, And so I realized I didn't really want to do anything. Like I was pharmacy at one point. I really didn't want to do anything with chemistry. Um, I was really enjoying my math classes. And on top of that, I was starting to discover all these other interests like um, aviation and banking and all that kind of stuff. And I realized kind of that I didn't really want to be in a place where I was closing myself off to other opportunities. Obviously with like a biomedical engineering degree, there's a lot that you can do, um, but it's not super common for like a biomedical engineer to go work at an airline or a defense company or something like that. Uh, I'm in Mecky, but I don't really like cars too much. I got into mechanical engineering because I really wanted to build roller coasters. So I had a short time in the theme park engineering group and I actually interned at Cedar Point for a summer working in ride operations. So that was really fun. And then I realized that I didn't really want to do that full time, though. So the next summer after my sophomore year, I tried out a role as a product, uh, new product development intern for Allegion, which they own Schlage and they make door hardware. It's terribly exciting things. Um, A wonderful company, but again, didn't really want to go back there. And after that, I ended up uh, at the recommendation of one of my co-TAs for in FEH actually. Uh, I've ended up interning for General Mills for a summer and that was the same summer that uh, Kayla couldn't work for Southwest and I couldn't go in person for General Mills. So I was an online machine design intern, which was a very unique experience. It was really fun and I love the company. So then this summer or just a couple months ago now, I 
got to go back with General Mills as a manufacturing engineering associate intern or MEA intern for short. And I got to work in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, just south of Nashville, making Pillsbury products for the summer on our manufacturing floor. That was amazing. I loved it. Uh, so I will be going back full time with General Mills after graduation this May. I'll, I'll start sometime this summer in Belvedere, Illinois, doing uh, another MEA role, but as a full time engineer. So that'll be really fun. I'll make Nature Valley bars, Lower bars, maybe fruit by the foot. You make all kinds of things. Um, so if you want to talk about food engineering or the food industry, I'm your girl. I fell into it and I absolutely love it. Um, same thing with Sweet. I kind of fell into Sweet and absolutely love it. So it was Sweet was one of the last booths that I staffed at at the involvement fair. And the girl that I was walking with, she said she wanted to find an org with women in engineering. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds fine, I guess. Um, and so I go up to the booth and I talked to all the officers that were working the booth and went to the ice cream social and absolutely fell in love with SWE like day one of OSU basically. I had miscellaneous shadow positions, which sort of evolved into, they were temporary chair positions basically. So we don't have those anymore, but I had a bunch of shadow positions that year. I worked on different committees for the 5K, for the career fair, just kind of trying out everything in SWE. Um, and I was a treasurer shadow for a couple weeks in the spring and I loved it. So I decided that my goal was to someday become treasurer. Um, along the way, my, my sophomore year, I was our publicity director. I was not as uh, social media inclined as our amazing publicity directors have been since, but that was a really fun role, stretch my creative side. And then I was also conference director, uh, but during my junior year, so I was in charge of our trips to We 19 in Anaheim and then We Local in Raleigh like a couple of weeks before the pandemic shut everything down. So I feel really grateful for that role. And then I got to be treasurer for FY21, which just wrapped up in June. And I got to work with Kayla when she was conference director. So Kayla and I have worked together throughout Sweet Things. Um, we've both followed in Dana's footsteps with, the, with our roles. So it's been a wonderful, a wonderful journey. And I'm happy to be here to chat about all things finances. So our first question is, what are some things that you did as an underclassman to save money in college? And then what changed when you moved to an upperclassman? So things like moving off campus, not having a meal plan anymore, things like that. How did that kind of change? Okay, I can start this one. So as a freshman and sophomore, I lived in the dorm both years. So that is definitely more that you pay to the university up front. Um, so I think a big thing for me was financial planning with a lot of scholarships and just with my money flow, like making sure that I had those payments ready um, in what, August and January or December, whatever they come to, like those were a big priority. And then I always made sure like I had the gray meal plan. That was more than enough food for me, but I used all my swipes every week, um, pretty much for meals. I didn't buy a lot of snacks at curl or I would go like with my last swipe, I'd go and buy like eight little jugs of milk to use with cereal or just in general to drink throughout the week. So that was something that I did um, using my swipes for practical things at the end of the week, rather than just like the giant bag of gummy bears or whatever they sell at curl. And then as I, I also, especially freshman and sophomore year, when I didn't have a car to go other places, I did like all the free OSU events. I would still recommend that. 
I mean, I didn't do all of them because there's a million, but I, if I was looking for something to do, I would try to look for a free OUAB event or go to the, um, like, I love women's hockey games or gymnastics meets. Like I would go to those as my weekend activity and all sports except football and most basketball are free to OSU students. So that would be a good tip. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, first, I would also like to say that I am in no way, shape, or form a certified financial advisor. Um, and this is all things from my own personal experiences. So just a little disclaimer. <laughs> um, and then also just as we're like talking about our financial experiences, um, just keeping in mind that everyone's financial situation is unique and everyone, you know, receives different levels of support and all that stuff. So as we're talking about things we've done, it may have to be different for other people and people may be in different positions. So just something to acknowledge. Um, but yeah, as an underclassman, I will say I probably um, didn't know much about money and didn't, I mean, it's, it is a position like Bridget said, you pay a lot more upfront. So throughout the semester, you don't have to hopefully worry about finances quite as much, um, which is something that was really nice. And as Bridget mentioned, using your dining plan is a big thing. I know sometimes that uh, dorm food can get old, but I promise that you'll miss it when you don't have it anymore. So definitely take advantage of it um, while you do have it. I would say, oh, also the OUB, OUAB events that Bridget mentioned are huge, um, or also like the DTIX in the union is like a big thing. So uh, I, honestly like didn't really know about this until recently and I wish that I had done it my freshman and sophomore year but DTIX has like a bunch of ticket discounts free tickets like all kinds of different things they have uh, gift cards to restaurants where you like are paying less than the amount that you're getting the gift card for so if you want to go to a restaurant you can get a discount basically when you're going to that restaurant you can get blue jackets tickets you can get all that kind of stuff um, for a discounted price so if there's anything you want to explore or try in Columbus, I definitely recommend going to the DTX office. It can also like just give you ideas of things to do in general. Um, I know I just will sometimes like look on the website and be like, what's on DTX? Like what's fun in Columbus today? But um, so that's something that I definitely recommend. And then also I will say probably one of the first financially responsible decisions that I made in college was um, joining STEP, which is something that I highly recommend um, if so, STEP, for those of you that don't know, is the second year transformational experience program. Um, and what it is, is that you, during the fall of your sophomore year, attend um, like a weekly, it's like a class, but you don't get a grade for it. I think mine was like scheduled for maybe an hour and a half, but I only went there for about an hour a week. Um, and you kind of learn about a little bit about financial wellness and budgeting. You learn about goal setting and kind of just who you, are, who you are. And then at the end of this semester, you write a proposal to receive a grant for $2,000. And you can use that grant toward anything of your choosing that's kind of developing you personally or professionally. Um, and so, and you just then have to, during your step project or whatever you choose to do, you uh, keep your receipts and track your finances and then report those back to um, to OSU at the end of your project. Um, and so I use my step money towards funding my living expenses during my internship, which was awesome. Highly, highly recommend doing that. 
um, if you have the uh, option to do that, it definitely was a really great program and definitely helped me out a lot financially. So that's something that I would for sure recommend. Yeah, so now we're both upperclassmen, fifth years. Uh, so we've been off campus for a couple years now. I mean, Kayla moved off summer after sophomore year, and I moved into my apartment, my first apartment off campus um, before my junior year started. So I think something important to keep in mind when you're looking for housing is seeing what's included in your rent. Uh, if you can have like water or cable included, that becomes a fixed expense because your rent will be fixed every month. Um, I only had my water included, so everything else was more of a variable expense on top of that. But you can make sure that you don't maybe need the best internet. You just need to actually take the 10 minutes to do the calculation for what you and your roommate or housemates need. Um, and that can save you a lot of money because internet's kind of expensive. But beyond that, I think the best way to save money as an upperclassman after you've like chosen where you're going to live is to buy your own food and actually cook. Uh, restaurants are expensive. Making your own coffee. This is something that I'm still working on. Um, like getting coffee out adds up really quickly. So if that's something that you budget money for and that's something that brings you joy, like that's pretty much all I did during COVID was get coffee and go on walks with people. So I wasn't going to cut it out at that point. But now I'm trying to make coffee more at home or like make tea at home um, rather than paying like the two to five dollars every time I want coffee and I'm out and about. So I think realizing like you can cook a really great meal if you have the time to do so. Like any financial advice is obviously has to be balanced with some time management as well. So that's another thing like Kayla had a whole list of disclaimers. Um, if you don't have time to cook, then that's not really going to be an option for you, but you can try to find other um, less expensive food options that are still going to nourish you. So yeah, take a look at your food. Giant Eagle. I get a lot of stuff at Giant Eagle for like $100. And then I think how many times I would go to a restaurant and it would add up to $100. And the math is crazy. On top of that, um, the Student Wellness Center has a nutrition section and they have a bunch of really easy recipes. And I think they might even have shopping lists with it. So they're, they're specifically made for college students. So if you're looking for easy meals to make, you know, you can check that out or mm -hmm. even Pinterest has so many recipes. Just search cheap, easy college meals. You'll find like a thousand recipes. Yeah, there are so many resources at OSU, like through the college or the university itself and also through other student orgs. Uh, I'll plug Best Food Forward. They work to give, you can buy like dorm bags so that have like fruit or vegetables in them for I think it's under $10 in a week. Um, and then you can also buy like meal kit bags um, that maybe don't have everything, but have a lot of things that you'd need to make a healthy meal. And it's pretty cheap. So I haven't done it very often, but I've heard it's amazing. So check it out. I also recommend if you have any dietary restrictions, like for example, I'm vegetarian. So having this dietary restriction means that I am consuming a lot more fresh produce than maybe other people. So that also means that when I'm out and buying these pro this produce, I have to actually make sure that I'm able to consume it before it goes bad. So like catering your recipes and your like meal plan throughout the week towards what you need and then how much money you're actually spending towards those ingredients makes a big difference in how you can save your money throughout the week. 
another thing that has been huge for me as an upperclassman, and particularly this year going for a fifth year, um, you should still be applying to scholarships, even after your freshman year. I know a lot of people come in, they get their thick scholarship from OSU and whatever from high school, and a lot of people kind of forget or don't think they'll get scholarships. Uh, my fifth year is basically funded by scholarships exclusively, so you need to take the couple hours to write those essays and you'll build up a pretty big repertoire of them over time that you can just tweak. But definitely go on Scholarship Universe when that opens this spring, regardless of what year you are. Um, you'll still get some, some things out of it. You can apply for Swiss scholarships if you're a paid member, uh, paid societal member. So definitely write your scholarships. That is the best thing that I have done to save money. Yeah, I will jump in as well. Also, I feel like I have been mentioning a lot of things that are specific to either like OSU or SWE. So if you are not a member of OSU or SWE, or if you're not a student at OSU or not a member of SWE, um, there are probably similar things at your school. If you're a college student, they might not be the exact same, but all colleges have different scholarships and things like that. So there are things that are uh, similar there. Um, but yes, I will second the scholarships thing, um, I didn't really realize coming into college just how many scholarships were out there. I kind of, as Bridget mentioned, thought like you receive your merit-based scholarship when you get into college and that's kind of what you have. Or, you know, there's other scholarships that you can apply for coming into college, but I didn't realize that you could continue to apply for scholarships throughout college. That's a big deal. And then some other things that I have just for saving money as an upperclassman, if you are at OSU and you are an underclassman right now, if you have the ability, another thing I highly, highly recommend is putting money into your um, like dining account or into your dining dollars. I did that uh, coming out of my sophomore year. And the catch is that if you wanna receive the OSU discount on their food, you have to do it before, like while you are living on campus. So you have to put the money in while you are on campus. If you put it in once you've left campus, once you're a junior, once you're a senior, you don't receive the discount anymore. So you can still buy food with it, but it's no different than you like walking up to these places and using your credit card. Um, so I definitely recommend doing that. I did that, like I mentioned, after my sophomore year and I still have dining dollars to this day. And it is amazing because I can just be on campus. Like I don't have to worry about packing food to come to campus. And like the dining dollars discount at OSU is very good. So it is relatively cheap food. Don't have to worry about, like I said, packing things, planning food for the day. I can just be on campus and be like, what do I wanna eat today? And, um, and then the other thing that I will recommend is just, as Bridget said, uh, if you are not able to take the time to cook meals or you are more limited on time, one place that I love to go for food is Trader Joe's. Um, it's pretty cheap and they have a bunch of like pre-cooked like pre-prepared food so you don't it's uh you don't have to like take the time to cook something you can just warm something up or it's a really easy recipe that you can do um and trader joe's is pretty cheap um so that's something that i really like as well we don't have one super close to campus i think the closest one is like over in easton but if you go like once a month or so like make a trip of it go to easton with your friends and then make a trader joe's run something like that that's something that i um, do as well. There's also one in Dublin. I live like five minutes away. It's amazing. Nice. 
So I guess moving on from that, thank you uh, guys for sharing your uh, tips. Since you both have been treasurer, Kayla, you're treasurer now, and then Bridget, you were treasurer. What have you learned from your experiences as treasurer and SWE that has helped you with your personal financial goals? I can start. Um, so I would say one of the bigger things from being treasurer is just, um, I would say budgeting. OSU SWE has like, I like the day that I gained access to the treasure drive, my like life changed. I was like, holy moly, <laughs> we have such like this, we have such a robust budget. Like we have, I mean, I like prior to being treasurer, I did have my own budget, but it was pretty like nothing too fancy, like kind of your standard, like I would track things in Excel sheets a little bit, but I wasn't like super disciplined about it. Um, and then, now that I have seen the way that we budget um, and like the budget that we have developed, I'm like, wow, this is really nice. So we have, um, I had like really never seen a budget before with like, we have a bunch of different accounts and then we have, that's on our budget. And then we also have a ledger. Um, and so on our ledger, that's where each individual expense goes or um, individual like income. And then each of those is like linked up to an account in our budget. So on the Excel sheet, like anytime you enter a new expense, say it's for SWE swag, then you put the account number next to like the SWE swag expense. And then that kind of goes into our budget. Um, and you can see then how much in total we spent in SWE swag in that particular account. Um, so I don't know, the whole budgeting process was just like very cool to see and something that I have kind of applied to my own budgeting. Um, for sure. And I think if I was getting like right now, I'm in a place where I'm not necessarily making the same paycheck week to week. So I think if I was in a place where I was doing that, I might do a more like a budgeting process that was more specific for week to week. Like this is how much I want from each of my paychecks to go to XYZ expenses. Right now I am more doing kind of what OSU Suite does in a way where I'm just tracking my expenses, what I spend, and where those are going to kind of just keep an overall general idea of like what percentages I'm spending in each area. And I'm not perfect about it for sure. Um, definitely that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people, it's like scary to start doing things like budgeting or other things that related to finances, um, but you definitely don't have to be perfect. Literally anything that you are doing to better yourself financially is better than nothing. So just anything that you are able to do and have the time to do. But I would say budgeting is a huge thing. Um, and that's probably my biggest one. Yeah, budgeting is the, the answer that you're probably going to get from anyone that's ever been OSU Sweet Treasurer. <laughs> so I would agree just seeing a well-formatted budget and being in charge of that and just developing that consistency. <laughs> that's a consistency I have not yet applied to my personal budget. Um, we're works in progress. It's okay. I think the other big thing is something that I know my year exact talked about with Amy Alstead, our advisor. She's our main like financial advisor um, for SWE. And she talks a lot about money being like the ability to do things or the ability to accomplish like your for SWE's case, like our strategic goals, but for a personal level. Like your money, the way that you save your money, spend your money, think about your money should be aligned with whatever your personal goal is. 
So if your personal goal is to go work for a bit and then go back to grad school, or like one of my personal goals is to get a dog in the next couple of years, like your money and budgeting should be kind of aligned with that. And like your money gives you the power to do that. So that's just something to think about. I mean, it's more than, it's more than just a number on a ledger, on a budget, in a bank account. Um, like that's um, obviously a limitation if you don't have a lot of money, like you might not be able to do as many things. Just I think thinking about money in that way as how you get things done, how you can accomplish things is very powerful um, and takes some getting used to. But that's definitely something that being treasurer makes you start to think about. Awesome. Thank you. So now that it's November, it's, it's Christmas time. Do you have any holiday spending tips um, with everyone will be getting gifts for the holidays? It can be kind of stressful, especially when you don't have a lot of money. So do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I know it's hard Like you're at school and you're thinking about maybe these secret Santas you want to do or things that you want to get for people when you go back home and then you go back home and it's December 17th already. And what are you going to do? Um, so definitely take this as thinking about how you can start planning for that a little bit earlier. Um, a lot of budgets will encourage budgeters to create like a gift kind of category for things that you want to give to people. So if you're going to start budgeting, um, maybe that's like your New Year's resolution or something, add something in there for like a birthday gift fund or as Christmas starts to approach, like things that or whatever holiday that you're gifting for starts to approach, you can kind of be saving money for that. I would say if you can spread out that spending, that's amazing so that it's not all the week before Christmas. Uh, I personally love to do crafts and homemade gifts. So I'd say that's probably the easiest way um, to save money is to do at least maybe part of the gift yourself. So maybe you buy a couple things and then you can put it together into like a little gift kit. You can buy small things that a lower price and kind of make your own um, gift to give to people that you really care about. It's often more personal as well, whether it's completely handmade or just like hand assembled. I'm using air quotes and realizing people on podcasts can't see that, but that would be um, my tip for holiday spending. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think homemade gifts are an awesome way to save a little bit of money. I will just um, say that, yeah, a, a big part of finances is just planning ahead. If the more that you know things that you're expecting to have to spend money on in a later time, the more you can plan for them, the more you can, if there's things you're buying, the more you can like be on the lookout for deals, know about different sales that might be coming up. That's a big thing. Um, Another thing that I will recommend that has been really great is um, it's called Honey. It's a browser extension that you can put on. Uh, I have it on Google Chrome and I'm sure there's other browser extensions that do similar things, but Honey, uh, basically just if you're on like a website, it will sift through all the different coupon codes that it has in its little bank. Um, and apply whatever the like best one is so it finds the optimal solution. Um, and so it usually will help you to save a little bit of money. Sometimes it's like a really great amount, like sometimes it'll blow my mind, sometimes it's just a little bit, but any amount that you're saving is definitely beneficial. Um, and just looking out for any kind of discounts or sales or things of that nature, um, there is a 
very big holiday that you've probably heard of in America called, well, there's Black Friday. And then now I feel like I have become more of an online shopper. Uh, I'm not a huge in-store shopper anymore, especially after COVID. So there's also Cyber Monday. So um, those are definitely like if you do want to buy something on either of those days, that's another time where you probably want to plan ahead because it can get a little bit crazy. So if you have a plan, if you have something you want to buy, um, just be ready, be prepared for those. But that can be a good way to save money as well. Um, and yeah, just homemade gifts and thoughtful things. Also, um, it can get expensive buying gifts for your friends that especially like depending on how many people you want to buy gifts for. So another thing I would suggest is like maybe suggesting doing a secret Santa or something like that with your friends. That way you don't, it'll kind of alleviate financial stressors for everyone. You don't have to worry about getting a gift for every single person. Um, and you can put a little bit more thought into like a gift for one person. And then what I usually do if I do a secret Santa with my friends is like, I'll get everyone something small, like maybe some candy or like a $5 Starbucks gift card or something like that, just so that, and then like writing a little card with it just to, put a little personal touch and like, I'm still giving people something, but then um, you're not like having to spend a lot of money on each of your friends. Yeah, I will tag on. Um, I also, I have the Honey browser extension and the Retail Me Not extension. Um, so just to stack those browser extensions on for coupons. And also with the celebrating with friends before like you leave campus or whether that's friends from home. Um, there's also always the option of, instead of doing a secret Santa or gift giving of any sort, you all just pick like an activity or something that you want to go out and do. And then everyone's paying for like their fixed ticket cost or whatever their cost is. And you get to have a great experience together. That also takes out some of the stress of gift giving. Um, just lots of different tips. So moving on, um, what would be your biggest advice when it comes to just financial wellness? It's a bit scary to get started. So just start learning. Um, if that means you download Mint app, which is what I use, um, like you can download Mint. You can start writing your expenses in Excel. You could just start reading about different savings plans or investments is like a really scary thing. Um, but I started like contributing to an IRA investment. And after reading a bit about it and talking to people that knew a lot about finances in my life. So for me, I talked to my dad about these kinds of things, um, or I'll talk to Amy Alstead about these kinds of things. Um, so just start learning is my best advice. And do like anything that you do, like Kayla said earlier, anything that you do is better than nothing. So any money you can save, any money you can set aside or invest, um, the little things add up, especially at our, at our age being in school, like that will all add up. So just start small and you'll probably become a total pro at it uh, with time. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Just getting started um, in general, I think is a big thing. Learn as much as you're able to. As I mentioned, my freshman and sophomore year, I really didn't know much about finances at all. I didn't have any sort of steady income. I had like summer jobs. So I was really just living off of that, like, wasn't overly concerned about it um and if that's the place that you're in right now like that is okay you will be just fine um and so just definitely getting started somewhere learning what you can um like bridget mentioned investing is an awesome thing 
if you are if that if you're able to do that i know most of college i probably didn't have enough money built up to invest and that's totally okay a lot of times you're living paycheck to paycheck or whatever and you aren't able to have a savings account or investment and that like i said is totally fine and very normal as well if you are able to invest that is awesome too um for those of you that don't know i'm also a ta for engineering economics and one of the big things like the main points that we learn in the class is that a dollar today is worth more than a dollar in the future so if you're able to get money sooner and you're able to invest it that is always better than getting it at a later time if you do want to start investing and you're not super into like all the risky random crypto stuff um the s p 500 is a great place to start that is just like basically the 500 biggest companies out there um and it kind of just matches the rate of inflation. So it's a great way to just kind of save long-term. Um, and also like Bridget mentioned, a Roth IRA is an awesome thing to do if that's, a Roth IRA is uh, for like a long-term savings goal. So when you invest, you can do um, investments that you can take out, like you can take out your earnings. Sometimes those are taxed and stuff. So definitely look into what those logistics are. A Roth IRA is for saving for like the long term. So the earnings that you're making, you will be able to take out when you retire down the line. Um, so those are just a few investing basics, um, but it's definitely something to look into if it's something you're able to do. Um, I would also say like getting, starting to build your credit, especially if you know you want to take out some loans and stuff. Once you graduate college, um, ways like simple ways to build your credit in college would be uh, like putting utilities in your name, if you have any, that will um, just put your name out there. I know of people that like graduated college and just like didn't have a credit score at all. So uh, putting utilities in your name will get you some credit. If you do have any loans, um, that'll get you some credit. Another thing that helps to increase your credit is like leaving things open because one of the factors that goes into your credit score is like the time. So if you open a credit card in college, definitely try to like whatever your first credit card is, try to just open it and just leave it open um, because that can, um, the time, like the length of your credit lines can have a positive impact on your credit score. Um, so anything that you're able to do to build credit, that'll be helpful for when you realize that you're leaving college and you're like, I need to take out a loan for something and I need to have credit. So that's something that I would recommend. It's a pretty simple thing to do, like I said, just, little steps that you can take to do that. What are you both still trying to learn or what do you want to learn more about financial wellness? So like you just said, Caleb, both of you are about to graduate. So is there anything you're kind of getting ready to plan for or just what else are you trying to learn? Yeah, I would say also, like I mentioned, just building my wealth, potentially being able to get a mortgage um, at some point in the near future. Definitely there's a lot of value in buying property. So that's another thing that I want to do at some point when I graduate. Um, so yeah, I would say those are kind of my big ones. Yeah, my main goal, I, I just wanna learn. There's so many different things and expenses that go along with adulthood outside of college. I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what I need to pay for in college, how that works. Like, this is the extra lap around. I have a pretty good idea of how that all works. Um, I know we had an event at the end of last semester for OSU SWE. So in spring 2021, 
Uh, Katie Lenz shared like her budgeting for adulthood spreadsheet. And you can use that one of two ways. Like you can use it to find a target salary that maybe you want to get from a company as you apply for jobs full-time, or you can use it to see how much go the other way and see how much discretionary income you'll end up having or how much you can pay for like a car payment or a house payment. Um, so just things kind of looking at all of that is a lot. Um, so we're about to enter a point in our lives where in theory, your expenses are still relatively low because you're just providing for yourself. And suddenly you get this, um, probably for most people uh, in SWE, like a steady engineering income. And that's pretty, that's definitely higher than what I make as a TA um, substantially. So it's a weird place to be in. Like you wanna know how to use that correctly. Um, like, yes, I can go and spend money to do a lot of fun things with that or interesting things, but also, yeah, maybe I should invest that money. Um, so I'm trying to learn like what to basically expect when I graduate and definitely learning more about investing. Um, I think I'm also interested in learning about how as a SWE section, like we operate as a tax, like as a nonprofit. So learning more about these different tax codes and like doing my taxes um, is good, but just in general, like about philanthropy and how that money gets used, how that money does or does not get taxed. Whether or not that's something that I'm able to contribute to, I think it's something interesting to learn about. Um, yeah, so just talk to people in your life that know about financial things or pay attention to corporations or pay attention to nonprofits. Like my dad, my boyfriend, they all talk about these things. It's not just guys in my life, it's other women too. Um, but it's just interesting to hear them all talk and you can learn so much by just listening or like I listen to Planet Money. Um, that will be my, uh, my podcast rack for finances. Kayla probably has many more, but just start listening, start learning. And I just want to learn how to be an adult, basically, in short. Yay, thank you guys so much for sharing um, some things you want to learn. The reason why we asked that is because not you guys don't know everything, but also it, it's also interesting to hear too, like, okay, what are some things that maybe I should also be looking into now that I'm getting close to graduating as well? And then our listeners out here as they're navigating their way through their college careers, if it's something that they're interested in learning about now, what are some other things that are on other people's minds? I think is always great to just be aware of. So thank you so much for sharing that. But as our last little question, something to end on a fun note, what was your favorite part about SWE? Oh goodness, I have so many, there's so many amazing parts about SWE. Like people ask me what is SWE or what's good about SWE and I talk to them for at minimum 20 minutes. Um, I think my favorite thing has been how we are a collegiate section, but there's also this whole society. It's global. Like that's so cool. I've met so many amazing people here at OSU through our collegiate section, but also that leads right into or can parallel your involvement in the societal SWE world. Um, so I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Like I have a societal SWE role. I'm one of the coordinator elects for the leadership development program. Um, and I work with our beginner track members. So that's super fun. Um, I, I just love collegiate and societal suite and the best place that these things come together is at conference um I went to my first conference my freshman year and I I just love conference could talk about it for 
again, hours, but yes, conferences and then societal suite just in general, how we can work with them is really cool. Yeah, I definitely second um, what Bridget was saying about conference and societal suite and all of that stuff. Um, it's all super awesome. Um, conferences, like, I mean, we just, for those of you that don't know, we just had our societal conference like a couple weeks ago. And anytime, particularly societal conference, anytime I leave, um, I just feel so inspired and kind of just honestly like rethink my life. And I'm like, it just, it, it's an amazing experience. Um, so if you ever do have the chance to attend a societal suite conference, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, and it's also like Bridget was saying, a great opportunity to network. Um, there are so many different companies there. Maybe uh, when you graduate, the company that you work for will send you to conference for free. That is awesome. That is something that I recommend potentially negotiating if that's something that you are interested in. Um, so yeah, that's definitely an awesome part about Sweet. And in general, just um, having a community of you know engineers, female engineers, women engineers, um and all people that support women in engineering um is just a really awesome thing i know that was one big thing for me coming into engineering that i was scared of i definitely dealt with i think imposter syndrome a lot um and just looking around me and like not seeing a lot of people maybe that looked like me or um and just maybe feeling maybe like i didn't belong there or something you know and um I think that having a community of people that resonate with that or want to support you. SWE is a great place to be. SWE is a great place to grow. You meet amazing people, um, women, engineers, otherwise. Uh, so we're just both yeah. very, I know we're both very grateful to have been I mean, on this podcast, but also in this organization in general. Yeah, I think one of another favorite part is that just like SWE's overall goal, particularly our sections, goal is just to like develop its members um, and to build people up, which is, I think, an awesome thing. Like it's not a space that's I've been in other spaces that are like almost feel very competitive, like and people, you know, are trying to be at the top and compete with each other. And sweet definitely doesn't feel like that at all. It feels literally like I was saying, just a space of supporting other people, developing other people and uh, helping other people reach their fullest potential and be the best they can be. So I think that's something that is really awesome. That's amazing. Sweet has clearly played a big part in all of our college experiences, but thank you both so much for being on the podcast. We had so much fun. Yes, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for um, speaking with us and for sharing your financial wellness knowledge. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Um, I'm more than happy if if you want to put contact information or whatever, people want to reach out. I don't know how that works in the podcast world, but more than happy to answer questions for people um, or just chat. So thanks for having us. Yeah, same here. If anyone, you know, has any questions that about anything we talked about today or just in general wants to just chat about finances, wants help. Hi, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We put Bridget and Kayla's emails in the show notes if you have any questions for them. Thank you for listening. Remember, you've got this and we've got you. Now go fire the world.